is risen. Any, any of you grow up in a Episcopal church or Lutheran or one of those higher, higher, higher church places? Anybody? Anybody? Raise your hand. Yeah, I did. Anybody? All right. He is risen. What is the What is the response? There we go. All right. Let's 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 pretend just for a moment, okay? That yep. Yeah, my 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 daughter my daughter is Episcopalian. All right. All right let's pretend we're Episcopalian just for a moment. All right. Just for a moment. All right. He, it's, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Let's see. Let's see if we can do it. Let's let's pretend. Okay. All right. He is risen. He is risen indeed. See, they ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> oh, my blessing, my blessings, and honor and respect to uh, to my fellow. Uh, pastors up here on the on the platform to Pastor Pickett in his absence and our First Lady, Dr. Pickett. So good to be able to say that, isn't it? <laughs> and to our uh, to our deacons, to our deaconesses, to the wonderful choir. Mm-mm-mm. So you beat me, you beat me to it, you beat me to it, because I was going to say we got the best choir in Polk County. I know we do. You already beat me to it. Yes, yes, and the saxophone. Oh, isn't that? Yes. What a what a wonderful addition. I, we were all we were already good, but now we're great. That's all there is to it. That oh, beautiful, beautiful. And God bless every one of you on this special Easter Sunday. I've been given the privilege uh, and the honor of uh, breaking the bread of life with you uh, in, in Pastor Pickett's absence. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, that we serve a risen Christ. We are, we are so glad to be here in this place on this particular day. Father, I believe that you have called each one of us to be here and to hear this message and that your Holy Spirit is going to speak to each one of us today. And Father, you knew, you knew thousands of years ago who was going to be in this church on this particular day and, what the, and, and that Pastor Pickett was not going to be in the pulpit. I was going to be here. You knew the message that I was going to deliver. Father, I pray your Holy Spirit will just apply it right now to every person here. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you for loving us first. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. The night before Jesus Christ was crucified, he made a very strange statement that nobody in the room with him really understood when they heard it. He said, John chapter 14, verse 19, he said, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. Now John 14, 19, that, that's the New King James Version. If you read it in the message interpretation, uh, it, it's the sa same thing, a little bit different twist. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, Jesus said. But you're going to see me because I am alive and you're about to come alive. 
Wow. Because I live, you will live also. Now, you know those disciples are sitting there thinking, what is he talking about now? We're already alive. What is he talking about? You, 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 I can imagine that the disciples went through about three or so years of just being in that kind of a fog all the time. What is he talking about now? And you know, they, were, they, they discuss it, you know, and they, I think he means this. No, I think he means this, you know. Once in a while, he'd just come out and say, oh, listen, here's what it means. What did he mean? Easter is about coming alive. That's what it's all about. You know, Jesus Christ proved who he was when he, uh, that, he, th that he said he was. He was who he said he was going to be. He said, I'm God. I'm going to let them kill me. I'm going to let them put me in a grave. And then on the third day, I'm going to raise again, and I'm going to be alive again. That's what Easter's all about. That's why we celebrate it. Now, almost everybody knows that part of the Easter story. And, and Pastor Joe read about it. He read that scripture. Okay, We all know probably that part of the Easter story, that Jesus died on Good Friday. He was buried, and he rose again on Sunday. We know that. What most people don't know is what I call the second part of the story, and this is the part that involves you. You see, I grew up knowing that Jesus was crucified, dead, and buried, and on the third day he rose again from the dead. I knew that. I could, I could rip off the Apostles' Creed like, like nobody's business. I was good. I knew that. My theology was good. I had no clue what it meant to me, though. I knew what happened. I could tell you. But I didn't know that it meant anything to me. It was just a historical event that we learned about when we came to church. Then I met Jesus. And I found out that it really meant something to me. It means something to you also. Whether you know it or not, it does. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, the Apostle Paul said that he, meaning Jesus, he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. We should no longer live for ourselves. We should live for Christ. Most of us here know a lot about the good life. We live in America. Most of the people in America have the good life going for them. You've heard of it, right? I mean, if you've got a job, if you've got a house, so you've got shelter over your head, if you've got clothes on your back, if you've got food in your bellies, you've got, you, you're living the good life. You're living a whole lot better than a lot of people in this world. Well, I don't have everything I want. No, but you are still living the good life. What if there was something better? The good life is good. I'm glad we live in America. I'm glad that we have all these things. I'm glad of that. The good life is good. Nothing wrong with having things. Nothing wrong with having food in your belly. Trust me. 
There's nothing wrong with being able to pay your bills. There's nothing wrong with having a job. Absolutely not. That's a good thing. What if there was something better? Oh, there is. What if beyond the good life, there was a different life? What if it was a great life? What if you were missing out on something and you didn't even know about it? What if God intended for you more than just the good life? He intended for you the great life. You know, we often settle for less because we don't know that there's more out there to get. A lot of people settle for the good life. I believe that God brought you to Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church this Easter 2016 so that that he could let you in on a secret there is something better there is more than the good life I mean that's okay but there's far more than that you were made for more than just the good life You, you know what I call the good life I say the good life is looking good feeling good and having the goods and that's good That's good. Oh, but it's not great. We want to talk about the great life. What is this great life that Jesus offers and only he can give it? It's three things we want to focus in on this morning. First of all, this great life is filled with meaning. It's filled with meaning. The greatest tragedy in life is not death. The greatest tragedy is to go through your entire life and not have any purpose about you not have any meaning, to wonder why am I really even here? Am I here just to take up space and to breathe the air? Am I here just to go and do a job and make money for my employer? Is that really why I'm here? No, there's got to be more to it than that. Unfortunately, most people go through life, they never know their purpose, they never know why God put them on earth. You know, I'll be blunt, the good life is just not good enough. Because looking good, feeling good, and having the goods is good, but it's not great. It's not enough to make you happy. That's the problem. You know, if if that was true, Hollywood would be the happiest place on this earth. And we happen to know in Polk County that the happiest place on this earth is about 20 miles that way. It's called Disney World, right? (laughs) No, if, if having the goods and feeling good and looking good, if that was what it took to satisfy you and to make you happy, then literally Hollywood would be the happiest place in this whole planet, right? But it's not, is it? Look at the divorce rate. Look at the suicide rate. Look Look at the numbers of people who are dying from drug overdoses. That's not a happy life, folks. And yet, they're living the good life. There's got to be more to it than that. So we search for meaning. We search for meaning. If we just get a few more possessions, then that, that, that'll make us satisfied. If we accomplish a few more things, then, then we'll be all right. That will get us there. It doesn't work. Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, appears then you also will appear with him in glory. When Christ, get that part of that verse, when Christ who is your life. 
when Christ becomes your life, when Jesus becomes the primary function of your entire life, when Jesus becomes your purpose, when Jesus becomes the meaning for your life, not getting more or having more or doing more, but when Jesus becomes the more, Christ is your life. You see, you were made by God for God. That's why he he made you. He sustains you. He keeps you alive every single day. If God decided he did not want you to take another breath, guess what? You would not take another breath. He keeps you alive. Christ holds all things in this world together. Without Jesus, this world would just implode upon itself. Christ decides that ye wanted you to be alive. He loved you so much. 1 Peter 1.3 All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, now we live with great expectation. That's an important verse, 1 Peter 1.3. I want to point out just a couple of things real quickly from that. First, notice that this great life he's talking about, it's somehow connected to what Jesus Christ did at Easter. If Jesus Christ did not raise from the dead on that very first Easter, we would have no salvation. We would have no will, no, no being even, to, 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 no will, no, no existence to continue on. We would have no eternal life. We would have no hope when we died. That would be all that there was. You know, there's a lot of people that think that when you die, that's all there is. You just cease to be. The Bible says differently. The Bible says that we are eternal beings in the direction of the future. We are not eternal in the true sense of the word. Only God is eternal. Eternal means never having a beginning, never having an end. That's God. We had a beginning when God created us. When he formed and knit us together in the womb, we had a beginning. But every person who is born on the face of this earth will never have an ending. Never. You will live for eternity, whether you accept Jesus or you don't accept Jesus. That's something a lot of people don't, don't, they, they don't get. They don't understand that. You and everyone else, we will never cease to be. You are either going to live in hell or you're going to live in heaven. One or the other, but you are going to live forever. When we die from this earth, we, we simply pass into another realm. We don't cease to be. We don't cease to exist. That's why it's so important what Jesus did on that first Easter Sunday. Because he provided the ability for us to live forever in eternity with him in heaven and not be punished for our sins because he took 
our sins upon him. The, se- the second thing to notice is you know, the great life is not just an addition to your old life. It's not just something that, that you tack on. It's a whole new deal. It's brand new. It's brand new. God wants to give you a brand new life. Have you ever, have you ever noticed those packages that say you know, new and improved? You know, and, and you buy it and, and you open it up. It, it's the same old product. It's just that they got a new package on it. You know, new label. That's all. There's not a whole lot new and improved in this world, honestly, right? But, but, but we're, we're very good at repackaging things. God doesn't want to repackage you. He wants to create you anew. Born again. The first time we're born, we're born into sin. We're born with this propensity towards sinning. Propensity towards disobeying God. But when we are born again, when we accept what Christ did on the cross and then what he finished at the resurrection, when we accept that for ourselves, we are born again. Christ forgives us of our sins. He takes the slate and wipes it clean. And we can be clean again. We can start all over. Have you ever wanted to start all over? Jesus lets us do that. We start from Brand new. I like brand new. I like brand new. It's a life filled with meaning. Secondly, it's a life freed by grace. Freed by grace. What does that mean? The the Bible says in Romans chapter 7, verse 6, Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. It all comes by grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does grace mean? What does grace mean? Grace is when God gives you what you need, not what you deserve. You can't earn the grace of God. You don't need to. He's provided it. You can't earn your salvation. Well, I hope I get to heaven someday. But guess what? You can know right now. That's a fun thing. You can know right now. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to wonder about it. You don't have to worry about it. You can know this morning whether or not you're going to go to heaven or whether you're going to go to hell. It's just that simple. Because if you accept what Christ did on the cross at Calvary, when he hung there and he gave his life and he paid the price for your sins, then God the Father says, that's good enough. That's good enough. I'll take that payment that Jesus made for you. It is, we are freed by grace. What does that mean to be freed by grace? We're set free from our guilt. We don't have to be guilty. I have a lot to be guilty about. But the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus has washed it away. People ask me when I go around, when I go around the country, and they, the, people always ask me, they love to ask me, they said, well, do you feel guilty about what you did in your earlier life before you became a Christian? And I looked at them, and I say, no, I don't. I said, I'm sorry that I did that, but do I feel guilty about it? No, because Jesus has cleansed me. Jesus has taken it away. Now, I've spent the rest of my life trying to make up for some of those things, trying to make the world a better place instead of a worse place. But do I feel guilty? No. 
No, Jesus has forgiven me. I don't need to carry that guilt around anymore. Some of you are carrying guilt around. And it's just weighing you down. You don't need to. He, he freed us from the fear of death. We already talked about that. There's no need to fear death if you know you're going to be with Jesus. He sets us free from the hurts that other people cause us, the, the, the bitterness that you can't just, just get a hold of, the, the anger that you just seem to can't get rid of. But Jesus can help you with that. He can set you free from worry, anxiety, fear, boredom. He sets you free from meaninglessness. It is a great life filled with meaning, and it's freed by grace. Here's the last one. It is a great life that's full of energy. Full of energy. When I think about full of energy, I think about Pastor Tr uh, Trudale up here. He preached on Monday, Thursday of this week. Pastor Trudale did that spin around thing again up here. I love it when you do that. I love it when you do that. I do not have that kind of energy. <laughs> I am scared to do that. Full of energy. Do you ever get tired thinking of all the stuff you got to do? Do you, do you ever just you just you're thinking about everything you got to do, and you just you get worn out? Yeah, USA Today carried an article about Ridgewood, New Jersey, little suburb, worn out mother. She was worn out. She says it's that Maria got fed up with her family's overscheduled lifestyle. She was constantly judging, uh, juggling her kids' homework, music lessons, soccer practices, swim meets, ballet lessons. If you've ever been a parent in this day and age, you know what we're talking about. And this turned into a citywide revolt against having too many activities. So one Tuesday, the entire town of Ridgewood, New Jersey, canceled everything. So people could stay at home that evening and do nothing. The city family night was called Ready, Set, Relax. School officials promised homework amnesty. Oh, and the students were glad with that. Sports teams canceled all their games and practices. Clubs and churches canceled all their evening classes, classes and meetings. The notoriously overly scheduled suburb took a collective time out on Tuesday. The mayor said, we're all severely overextended. We're victims of our own success. So they planned a night where nothing was planned. We just needed downtime. Many families actually cooked their own dinner together and helped each other with the cleanup and then played board games unopened since Christmas. But here's the irony. Residents were so addicted to activity that they didn't know what to do, so they asked for a list of suggested activities. <laughs> Others tried to turn it into a competitive contest for who had the best family night. No wonder they're out of energy. A number of years ago, I used to be a hospital chaplain. And what that meant was I was not the main hospital chaplain. I was the associate hospital chaplain. 
So that meant that I was on call from 9 p.m. until 6 a.m. every night. I had a hospital bed room there for me to sleep at, sleep in if I wanted to. Otherwise, I could go home, and this was before cell phones. So I had a pager. Remember those pagers? All right, I had a pager. And so the pager would go off, and then I would call the number on the pager, and that would be the nurse's station that was, that was needing, needing me, and I would call them, and then I had 15 minutes from the time I called to get into the hospital and be there at that nurse's station. Three o'clock in the morning one night, pager goes off. I'm fumbling around for it. I look at it. And, and, and all it says, I can make out 773, and then it was garbled, and then 07. And I thought, that's not a phone number. I can't, without the phone number, I can't call. I mean, do you know how many nurses' stations is in a big hospital? I, I, maybe it's a mistake. That's not a phone number. So I went back to sleep. It went off again. Same thing, went off again, same thing. Finally, the fifth time, I said, you know what, I'm going to just have to get up, I'm going to get dressed, and I'm going to go on into the hospital, and then I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to find somehow the nursing station that needs me for some reason. So I get dressed, and I'm walking out the door, it goes off again, and I reach in there, and this time I had turned it the correct way, And it said, low cell. I replaced the battery and I went back to bed. Have you ever felt like you just needed your batteries replaced? And you go through all this hassle of other things, but what you really need is you just need your batteries replaced. You need the energy that comes from knowing Jesus. Letting him help you through the day. Jeremiah 31.25, the Bible says, For I have given rest to the weary and joy to the sorrowing. Zechariah 4.6, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Here's the good news. It's the great news. That same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is that same power that is available to you today through the Holy Spirit of Jesus. You can be energized. Romans 8, 11, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit, who lives in you. God wants to give you a life full of energy.